Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of the Homegrown Horticulture Podcast. If you're new to our podcast, we focus on gardening in areas such as the Colorado Front Range, the Snake River Plain into Boise, Reno, and the Wasatch Front area, which is my home base. This week, we're going to be talking about growing apricots, or apricots, depending on where you're from. Apricots are native to China and have been grown there for thousands of years. Their use spread into the Middle East and Europe and then eventually to anywhere they could be grown. Many apricot varieties can be grown in colder areas that are included in USDA Zones 4 and 5. USDA Zone 5 has a minimum temperature of about 20 degrees below zero on average, and Zone 4 goes down to about 30 below zero. Now, if you have these cold temperatures, you do need to be sure that you have a variety suited to your area. There's an example of an apricot called Royal Blenheim that is just wildly popular in Arizona and California, but it can't really be grown in the Intermountain West because it is not cold hardy. And so as long as you live in a warmer Zone 4 or Zone 5 climate, a few varieties that you might consider include Tilton, T-I-L-T-O-N, Moorpark, M-O-O-R-P-A-R-K, Chinese, sometimes known as Mormon, Goldrich, G-O-L-D-R-I-C-H, or Harglow, H-A-R-G-L-O-W. The Goldrich and Harglow bloom a little bit later, and so they're slightly more likely to consistently give you fruit. One of the biggest problems with growing apricots in the Intermountain West are frosts because the apricots bloom so early. If you live in areas that are too cold for regular apricots, there are some apricots that will survive in Zone 3. They're referred to as Siberian apricot and Manchurian apricot. There are a few varieties of Manchurian apricot called Mandan, M-A-N-D-A-N, Moongold, M-O-O-N-G-O-L-D, and Sungold, S-U-N-G-O-L-D. These particular varieties of Manchurian apricot are oftentimes eaten fresh, but are often considered best processed into jams, jellies, and used for desserts and other things. Because apricots are our first fruit trees to blossom in our yards, you don't want to plant them in a really cold area. If you do, they're going to be more likely to hit by frost and that will take the blossoms off. Apricots also get about 20 feet high and wide, and so you're going to need that much space for them to spread out. They grow relatively quickly in good soil where they can put on about 20 inches of growth a year, their first five years. Apricots, when they're first planted, should be trained into an open center system. That involves taking the main leader out about two to two and a half feet off the ground and training three to four good side branches, or what we would call scaffold branches, out in a bowl shade. There's plenty of videos online on YouTube to learn how to do this in pruning fact sheets. Apricots grown in the home orchard also don't usually require fertilizer. There's really not a set amount that you should give them, but what you need to do is observe the trees and how they're growing. If they seem to be healthy but growing slowly, I would recommend soil testing to see if the soil is deficient in any nutrients. Many universities have labs that can test soil relatively inexpensively, 
I would recommend contacting your local extension office to see what they recommend as far as finding a lab to have your soil tested. These labs also can perform tissue analysis and can give instructions on how to do so. Tissue analysis is performed to determine if the leaves have any nutrient deficiencies. There sometimes can be enough nutrients in the soil, but for whatever reason, the tree doesn't uptake them very efficiently. And so if you need to fertilize and your trees are under five years old, you would apply around a half of a cup under the canopy of the tree in early spring of either 20-0-0 or 16-16-16. If you are using an organic fertilizer, these are usually lower in nitrogen. Because you're wanting to use a fertilizer with about 15 to 20% nitrogen, which you can do if you're using an organic fertilizer, and it's a 5-3-5, the first number is nitrogen, you would quadruple the rates recommended for the 20-0-0 and then put down around two cups if it has 5% nitrogen in it. If the apricot trees are over five years old, then you can put a cup to maybe two cups of fertilizer for more mature trees spread out under the canopy. Major diseases of apricots include corineum blight, also known as shot hole, and cytospora canker. Corineum blight gets into the leaves and branches and can cause serious stress and damage to where cytospora is mainly in the trunk and larger branches and can girdle the conductive tissue as a canker spreads. I will put fact sheets in the show notes about both of these. Apricots are pretty resistant to most major pests. They can get some scales and aphids and things, but it's not as common as other trees. Occasionally, greater peach tree borer can get into the tree, but it's not usually a problem unless the tree is extremely stressed. Now, one last thing I would like to bring up includes apricot hybrids that are becoming more popular for homeowners and at gardeners' markets. These include trees called pluots and apriums, and there's many others. How to determine what the approximate flavor is going to be includes the first part of the name. And so in a pluot, the flavor is going to be mostly plum with a hint of apricot. But in an aprium, it's going to be more of an apricot flavor with the finishing flavors and subtle flavors being that of plum. Care of these hybrids is going to be very similar to maintaining apricots. However, they do require a Japanese plum for cross-pollination. And so I'd encourage you to try growing apricots in your yard if you have the room. They can be fun and long-lived trees and a source of nutritional and tasty food. Thank you for listening. The Homegrown Horticulture Podcast is a production of Utah State University Extension. 